Welcome to the Strongman Say Podcast 2023, the first episode. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the hot seat. Yeah, back in it. Yeah. Feels like it's been a while. It does feel like it's been a while. I think it has. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it's been four weeks or more. How'd you spend your break? Did you do anything exciting? Not at all. I got sick after New Year's and oh, basically yeah. just suffered for two weeks. I mean, I already know how he spent his time. Yeah. So. Sick. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, literally, complaining. literally sick. Yeah. Uh, and who gave you that cold? I actually don't know because Steph was sick, but then all my symptoms are completely different oh, okay. to what she had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were blaming Steph hard. I was trying. I still would. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying. Um, no, heaps of people are sick at the moment. Like oh, it's when I said around. about that, yeah. everybody else has said the same. Mm. And the same thing of like, oh, it's been three weeks and I'm still coughing up something so wild i'm being super lucky to dodge it but like josh as well like one of our mates yeah like one of our mates was like <laughs> knocked out for uh, two weeks and still recovering it seems like yeah. a real nasty one too yeah it was pretty bad mm. and i'd rarely get sick well pretty much my entire like i reckon i've been sick three times in the last six months yeah and before that i was sick three times in the last six years yeah yeah so if this All is that mask wearing the strong man say conspiracy podcast. Dun, dun, dun. It all came after the mass incarceration of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if this is life now, like I'm just want to end. Yeah, it. I'm out. Yeah, oh, I just want to end it. How I always thought I was good at being sick. Supplements and vitamin D and vitamin C, bro. You'd be sweet. As I take nah, end it. <laughs> you know what it upset me? Yeah. It's the best I've been with food tracking. It's the best yeah. I've been with like supplementation and vitamins like i've been on top of yeah. everything at the and moment more sick. and i got more sick yeah. <laughs> well that back to pizza and donuts yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> not giving life. a shit yeah. <laughs> uh, you yeah. feel better for the weekend yeah as long as i don't cough up like every now and then i'll cough and yeah. be like oh, okay something's still yep. there but i can actually breathe again yeah so awesome. but haven't trained much in the last two weeks so it is yeah. just kind of like warm up see yeah. how it goes yeah yeah which was kind of always going to be like that approach for you anyway yeah. You kind of weren't working on the event work. You were sort of doing off-peak, like, building sort of work. Anyway. Yeah, it's going to be like that for everyone. Mm. Like, I think everyone's excited for the comp, but don't have any idea how they're going to go because yeah. the Ukrainian's different. The yeah, frame's a lot of it different. Events like, are arbitrary, hard to gauge. Yeah, everyone's trained, but they're like, don't know if that's good. Yeah. And I tried to tell clients that too that are doing it. It's like, yep, you've done really well. Like, overall, the pro, like, your performance and stuff yep. in the program has gone really well. But... You know, it's really hard to gauge a pull and drag and a Ukrainian deadlift and like a frame hold around us yep. because there's so many variables. It's like, do you like, have you done well? Have you improved week to week? Are you executing relatively well? Yep. Then it should transfer over. Just go out there and have fun. Yeah. I think overheads and stones are the only thing that you, you know where you're at. Yeah. just like, like objectively able to gauge. Yep. Yeah. Uh, excited for the weekend in general. Yeah, it's always a fun weekend. Yeah. Not so much about competing. <laughs> like, That's the spirit. <laughs> uh, I said that from the start, though. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, some of the events will be fun. Some of the events I'd, I'm not yeah. that excited about. Yeah. But comps, love comps. Yeah. Like, I'd be happy to go up and coach. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, I'm happy coach. just to hang I'm out, coach, stoked. see yeah. it all. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm long past 
getting yeah. FOMO and being like, I have to compete at every single uh, call. Yeah, I know. Everyone's like, oh, you, do you get FOMO? And I remember like the first Arnold I didn't do. And yep. I was like, did you have FOMO? And I was like, no, not at all. Yeah. Like, I've done a lot of comps. <laughs> like, that either just shows maturity or yeah. like just tiredness <laughs> and old age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where you're watching and you're like, are you getting FOMO? You're like, no, nah, that looks hard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ooh. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's like a sled pull. Yeah. You get FOMO. I get FOMO of stones. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, if there's a stuff. big stone series event at a comp, I'm like, oh. I like the drag I could have stuff. a crack like, at that. I like that. Just there's not really a lot of intelligence that goes into it, like drag and pull. You know? Yeah. There's just a lot of hurt, like legs burning, back, like breath, lungs hurting. Yeah. <sighs> That's the good stuff. That is that is shit to train though. Yeah, it's shit to train. Because you, you can't train that at an RPE six. No, yeah, yeah. Because if it's light, it, it's an RPE ten. If it's heavy, it's an RPE ten. If it's, it's light or it's slow, if it's <laughs> light and you take it easy, yeah. now it's heavy. Yeah, it's super heavy. You're right. Yeah, um, the whole comp's been listening to everybody that's been training the events. The mm. whole comp setup wise in the gym, yeah, has been a lot. Yeah. Like it's been a big prep. That's probably in one terms of, the, of setup. Yeah. Different implements. All the events are I mean, the Ukrainian's not really hard to set up. No, nah, it's just rising bar. Yeah. But you just need to have two friends, which right, like, a lot of people don't. Yeah, like the sled carry and drag's like an annoying one to set up for. Yeah. Um oh yeah, true. Two friends for the Ukrainian to do the yeah, loading. Yeah, so you've got somebody to be there the yeah, whole time. Yeah. You gotta yeah. set up all the overhead stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit of a tedious setup for most days. They're the fun events. Yeah. Like what, OSG had the four deadlift yeah, bar. Yeah, and you get a load four bars. You could do it on one bar and have people add plates, but it's not Same. as fun as dropping a bar, stepping yeah. over it, yeah. and picking, picking up, up the heavier bar. I agree. So it's so much fun to train, but yeah. it's, what, an hour of setup. Yeah. Like a couple, a thousand kilos of Maybe we need plates. to start like a strongman crew, like a three to, like our training time, like three to five. So everyone trains together and sets up and does the same thing. That would be very organised and yeah. well put together. But then everyone's on different programs and it makes it hard. Yeah. That's the hard thing with uh, programming or like doing a style of training like that where you, like you have a crew when you come in and train, but then you've got coaching because if you're training with a group, you're all moving in the same direction and you're doing different loads. Yeah. But realistically, at the end of the day, to get the best, you need to be working on like the things that you are doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that makes it really hard. I think there's a sweet spot with groups and training. Yeah. Like yeah. two or three can bounce off each other well, help yeah. each other load, yeah. keep things moving. Someone's always going to be quicker than someone yeah, else. But yeah. then like four or five or six and people are just fucking around. Yeah. And I guess things get slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then any pros over the weekend that you're really looking forward to seeing compete uh, in the pro shows? Uh, I think I'm more excited for the women. Yeah. I think there's just more like variance between events mm. like donna and andrea and yep. then you've got ali and everybody yeah, else here I agree. the female pros will d yeah. I think steal the show yeah i think whereas i think mitch will run through everything pretty comfortably it's hard when there's not a lot of i think rano will run guys. through some things comfortably yeah. yeah depends how much effort he wants yeah to i put think in. it's hard when there's not a lot of the top guys yeah like the internationals Obviously, hard time of year for the internationals and a lot of stuff coming up with like Britons and UKs and all that sort yeah. of stuff, which means that the men's side of the the internationals it's a little bit harder because you've got Mitch, who's probably definitely that level above. Yeah, the others where the girls are actually quite tight. Yeah, um, the the men's you can almost just 
yeah, grab them and them. separate them across yeah. the board. Like if Matt Rag or somebody came over, yeah, that'd be interesting to throw yeah, him in the mix events. and stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah, you've got Rongo and the other Australian guys. Yeah, yeah. So whereas yeah, the women, no idea who's going to win. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a big weekend. It's I day and night. It's a few days. Lots of yeah. people. Lots of strong men and strong women. People uh, just coming to watch. Coming yep. to check it out. So yeah, I think it's a fun weekend. Regardless, do you know what I mean? Yep. Hanging out, having a chat, coaching, seeing people hit PRs, seeing the competition play out, meeting some of those guys. It's only meant to be 26, which, which is, is one rare. <laughs> Every other compound has been like in the 30s and like you watch yeah. people just like slide off stones yeah, by the end of the red. day. Yeah, yeah, so much nicer. Or doing log staring straight at the sun. Mm, the sunglasses is definitely a key. Yeah, know. yeah, bring sunglasses. Yeah. Anyone that's going and a chair. Yeah. Bring a chair. <laughs> you won't g- regret it. Might have to bring the gazebos if there's room again. That was pretty yeah. handy. Yeah. Um, speaking of like ASI, kicking off 2023 strongman. Uh, thoughts on the new structure? And I I will say straight up that I'm all about it. I quite yep. like it. Uh, and I really like that it's... Cool, 2022, first year back. Let's see how it goes. Let's throw all the balls in the court and see how it plays. Yep. And then I think it's a very smart thing to reevaluate, take it like take a snapshot of like how the year looked and readjust based on that and see. Like there's trial and error to be had to figure out where we're at and how to structure things. But I, I quite like the structure with the qualifying comps, some points in there, like Grand Prix style. Uh, what are your thoughts about the structure for like the ASI Federation next year? Yeah, I think it'll be a lot smoother. Mm. Um, I think last year was great, but everybody just dodged everybody else Mm. and didn't want to compete at this or didn't want to compete at that. So I just don't think we had the numbers for it. Yeah. I think think it being busier and having heaps Mm. seemed great and then just no one really rocked up. So having, what, seven, each state has one. Yeah. Qualifier. Yeah. So now if you're in Victoria, you've got to do that. Or and come top two or get points. Yep. Um, and then you accumulate points over those qualifiers if you're travelling and stuff like that to try and qualify for those comps. Those comps will qualify you for basically everything. Yep. Uh, I think you'll get the best people at those events travelling to those comps. Like a lot of people, uh, I had a couple of people like my clients send me a message and go, have a look at Queensland's. Mm. I want to do those events. Yeah, I know. I've seen like, that as well. Yeah, They're not going to yeah. duck or change yeah. no matter who signs up or yeah. who doesn't. They're set on those events. Yeah, you should have seen that Westling's eyes light up with a second <laughs> squad. Yeah. Oh, there's a squad event? <laughs> Done. Oh, I'm, I'm traveling. Yeah. yeah. So I think everyone's yeah. already just gone, okay, seven months yeah, yeah. locked. A hundred percent. That's my That's comp. the one that you're going to head for. Yeah, I really, I think that the coolest thing about it is, um, and we've talked about this and caught flack over this like in uh, social media as well, but, condensing the competition so you've got a stacked comp yep. where everyone has to do it to try and qualify and it's dog eat dog motherfuckers go <laughs> get it because everyone in your weight yep. class is a killer and you have to be fucking good to win yep. or to get those two spots which means that if you have to if it's fierce competition in those seven qualifiers it means that when you get to that last competition there's no one zeroing four out of fucking five events yep. because they slid their way through like that means that realistically when you get to that last competition there's points shared 
Yep. You've got to fight for it. You drop an event, you're off the podium. Like, yep. And that's what makes the sport interesting. You know, we're talking about the boys in ASI and we're talking about the women. The sport is interesting when it's competitive. When yep. you've got guys that you're watching go back and forth and point splitting and you have to go check the scores and stuff like that because you don't know where you are and what you've got to do or who you've got to top for the next thing. Yep. That's what makes it fun. Well, that's why people watch all the Giants live comps. Yeah, because they're close. They wouldn't watch the Giants live comp if there was Novikov, two other guys, and then six people that you just plucked out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm actually really keen to see... I'm not married to it. I mean, it's not my structure. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have a part in it? (laughs) Didn't have a part in it. Um, But uh, I'm really excited to see how it plays out out and if it works. Yep. Um, And if we do get to see that this year. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool. So, uh, for those who don't know, uh, if you're unaware of the structure, we've gone from having multiple comps in this banding system where you can qualify and the first person qualifies, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to condensing the amount of competitions that you can compete uh, that you can qualify at down to seven or one each state or something along yep. those lines. Uh, don't quote me on the numbers. Uh, sorry, Mason, if you're listening and I fuck it up. Uh, so you have like top two kind of qualify from each of those comps, go through to those events, and then you will accumulate points in that Grand Prix kind of system. So if you are competing and you're missing out on getting third in like three comps, that you're probably accumulating enough points to kind of get into there too because you've shown yep. that you're competitive over a consistent period, um, which I think is cool. Yeah, they should fill out, and we should hopefully see more intermediate, newer people. Yeah. Just taking yeah. a stab at it. And that's probably the that's probably actually my most favourite thing, not just from the higher level competition stuff, but all those comps having more frequent state level competitions that are building up. Yep. You know what I mean? So they're like building to a certain competition uh, with all novice sort of categories in there as well, which means that there's a lot of opportunities for both the novice competitors that will be new to the sport to have a dip, dip yep. their toes in the water, and number two, those open, I can't remember what they called it. They called it a name, free-for-all uh, lifters. Where yeah. it's, it's not intermediate. It's not, it's just like if the loads are, loads are appropriate to you, jump in and lift. Yeah. Right. And that way you're sort of like building up and then you'll have like the state level comps with the qualifiers be at the pinnacle of those sort of lead up comps. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I think, think theory, it's a cool idea. Every comp's going to, like it's going to be catered towards a certain demographic. Yeah, sure. So if a comp comes out and everything's light, yeah. you don't go, oh, this isn't strong, man, it's too light. It's just like it's not for you. Yeah. Uh, so ours, May 11. May 11th, I think. Something like that. Whatever date is a weekend. Whatever the Saturday date is around that time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do have it on my phone. Uh the events for Battle on the Bay at Strong Geelong, which will be, I believe, Comp 2 in Victoria. Uh, the yep. first one is at Stronghouse, uh, I believe. Don't quote me on any of this. I'm not I'm not a fact checker. We don't, we don't have... <laughs> we should. We can, yeah. we can have an Echo. We can have a Jamie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he'd have to get on the... Fa- yeah. Um, be quick with it. Uh, the events for Battle on the Bay at Strong Geelong, uh, we have decided... Uh, not loads, but we decided what we're doing, and there's some cool ones in there. Lee Shaw, take it away. All right. Uh, no particular order because... Because we're not oh. that organised. But it's pretty much in order. That's actually not a bad order. Um, car deadlift. 
Reps. Cool car. Very cool car. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. That was the whole purpose of doing yeah, a car deadlift. Yeah, we actually deadlift. just wanted to use the car deadlift. We've got a car Yeah, we had a sick it, big basically. ute. <laughs> big old school ute. It's yeah. like deadlift the Dodge. It's, a do- it's an old Dodge ute yeah. uh, with a strong long painted on it. It's bright orange. It's pretty rad. Uh, you deadlift that. Uh, keg, clean and press ladder. Probably four kegs. Yeah. Lined so up like how OSG did the sandbags. Yep. You just move forward, keg overhead press, next keg overhead press, next keg sl- going uh, ascending in weight. Yep. Not reps at the end. No. Because that's just... Quick game's a good game. Look, it's more impressive if somebody rolls through four and they're done and they celebrate and they walk off Yeah. than to force somebody that's really strong to do 13 reps yeah. and gas out. Make everyone look shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but then you can also make it heavier because yeah, yeah. you're not doing reps at the yeah, end. Of course. Like yep. um, max frame hold. Yeah. Unsure of Grip what event. frame we're going to use, but something. Not there yet. Max hold. Grip Max hold. Just use the car deadlift. God, yeah, potentially. Oh, that'd be <laughs> gross. Yeah, that would be yuck. Remember the World's Strongest Man where they had did that with straps on? Yeah. So they were yeah. allowed to strap in and it was a max hold. So it was just basically whose neck and traps yeah, could know, like yeah, endure disgusting. the pain. So we should do that. <laughs> I would <laughs> love to not compete and yeah. watch that. <laughs> it was like go for years. Yeah. Um, depending on how heavy you made uh, it. Fingles. Yes. Is the goal. Yeah. Some sort of finger finger. Yep. One or two. Yes. Something like that. Um, max distance, sandbag, carry yep. around the course shape of our choosing at the gym. Yeah. We're going to figure that out. Yeah. We'll set up a track. So Like a Mario Kart track. Yeah, yeah. Where you're kind of racing each other. So essentially yep. you've got car deadlift for reps, a keg overhead press medley rising keg, yep. uh, a frame hold a finger finger uh, within a time limit and a sandbag carry for distance. Yep. So fun events, different events. Uh, we will have the balcony, the arena, the Coliseum sort yep. of set up. So like that bottom floor will be vastly clear. Um, we'll have some spectating down there and then also upstairs. So uh, it'll be cool. First proper strongman comp in the new space. Uh, so we're pretty keen to make it fun. Yeah, it should be good. Everyone can watch from upstairs. Yeah. Have a warm-up down yeah, the back yeah, corner, yeah. fenced off. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll obviously uh, get stuck into sorting that yep. out soon and, like, registrations and put some details up. But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. If anyone's competed at Strong Geelong before, you know that we don't really organise things in halves. We are very big on spectator and competitor enjoyment. So we make like to make it run smoothly, move quickly, be fun and um, look good. Be done by three o'clock. I've got an event that night, so yeah. Um, <laughs> so it better be four, four at the latest, please. Yeah, <laughs> um, we'll start at six. Uh, <laughs> now the next sort of thing, talking about competitions and ASI, the new structure, Battle on the Bay is how if you're looking down the barrel of 2023, how would you choose or how would you look at choosing competitions or suggest to your clients or people listening? How would you? St- tell them or inform them to choose their comps coming up this year? Like what would you look at? What are the like the variables that you would consider and how you sort of tell them to structure their years? If they're competitive and they want to qualify for, mm. the, for the big things that come later. Do both. Like if they're competitive and they want to qualify, mm. pick one of those comps that you're good at. 
Pick the events you're good at. Yeah. Like, if it's a qualifier, mm. like, don't go and pick events that you suck at. Yep. And be like, oh, it'll get me to train my weaknesses so I'll get better. It's like, you need to qualify to do yep. the next thing. Um, actually use this year as an off-season because there's not many comps. Yeah. Last year was all over the place. Yeah. First year, there's heaps of comps. Everyone jumped in comps. A lot of people ended up broken or, like, niggles or... Yeah. This is a good year to go, oh, the qualifiers in August... I have a big off season where I might be able to do one smaller comp. It's hard to say. There's there's probably more comps. Like there's four comps every state with reasonable level, and then you'll have other. That's just in one federation. Then you'll have all the other sort of uh, comps and stuff like that too. So I'm sure there won't be a shortage yeah, of comps. But there's not many that qualify to go to something else. Oh no! So in terms of qualifiers, yeah. If you're looking at a qualifier, yeah, yeah. You just pick your qualifier and yeah. you have a big off season. Yeah. And then you can pick anything else that isn't like the free for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyone that's newish to it that doesn't have a lot of experience, try to at least give yourself like twelve weeks between comps if you can. Yep. Or do the opposite and pick three comps close together. Yep. And Bring just kind of half prep a little bit for mm-hmm. like focus on one, jump in the other two just for fun. Yep. But have a big lead up. Yep. And then knock out three. Yeah. And then have a break. Either yeah, that sure. or try to like stretch them out a little bit. Yeah, so you can get some training time and stuff in between. Yeah, so you can at least do six weeks of like back end work yeah. and then do a six week small prep. prep and stuff like that. Yeah. Just don't overshoot. Yeah, <laughs> and for that competitive group, a little bit of an off season and give yourself a good amount of time before looking at those qualifiers and hitting those qualifiers. Yeah. yeah. Learn to enjoy training again. Yeah. Because people get so focused on compires. Yeah. That they finish comp, they get depressed. They're like, oh, comp's over. I don't really enjoy training. Oh, there's a comp in six weeks. That'll make me happy. That'll yeah, fo- that'll yeah. get me focused again. I never improve. And they just jump yeah. comp to comp to comp. I mean, you'll improve. You'll improve. Yeah. But but probably not at the rate or probably not at, like from a skill perspective or those small things yeah. uh, that you could be, depending on the level that you're at. Uh, what's the most competition that you've done in a 12-month period? Probably not heaps, like... Five or six. Yeah, which is still reasonable. I think. Yeah, I've never been one to just smash out a heap of comps. Twelve. You? Yeah. <laughs> was that overseas though? Yeah, it was a combination. Yeah, because yeah. if you're overseas, yeah, like... Yeah. Of course, you're going to jam them together. Yeah, you've got to do all That was a combination. I did four, four overseas comps, eight, yep. uh, eight comps in Oz, and then two endurance events on top. And your knees are still paying for it. Nah, my knees are good. <laughs> But my knees were pretty trashed by the end, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was like a big 12 months. Uh, I, yeah, I, d- I absolutely tend to agree, but also think do whatever you want to do at the same token. Like, is, I think it's like one of those things where, yeah, best case scenario, you would have a six-week build or something like that and like six weeks leading to competition and some time off in between and then lead up into the competitions. But it really depends on like you as a person – what you want to get out of it. And I think managing expectations, right? Yeah, so, so I, s- I struggle to look outside of my frame of mind, which is outcome. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm like, how can I get the best outcome of something? Because if yes. I'm not doing something to get better, what's the point? Yeah. I won't do it. Totally. So I look at everything in terms of how can I get the most out of it, whereas you're like, if you want to do 20 comps because it's fun, yeah, do who, 20 gives a, comps. who gives a fuck? Yeah, and if you exactly. don't get stronger but yeah. you just want to compete... Well, that's and that's exactly, going nuts. That's what I try to do. Like, if I've got people who just like love jumping in comps, and it's yep. it's absolutely fine. 
as long as expectation management as a coach expectation management is a big part of your goal is your job right like yep. managing expectations is probably the thing that people don't tell you about <laughs> but uh yeah. understanding that if you want to do 10 comps a year you're not going to get vastly better you're not going to hit huge pbs on your, all your lifts you might hit some you depending on the competitions and how they're spaced and what the events are you might actually have a great run it might be fantastic or it might be a shit show and you're just jumping from comp to comp and you're limping between them yep. uh and just kind of like prep cool prep cool but you're having a blast you're enjoying competitions and that's what you want to do yep that's an absolutely fine way to approach it but you also have to understand that you're not going to get better by not doing some work in between um, yeah. but you'll get better at competing you'll get better at getting experience competing you'll start to figure out whether you're enjoying it if you're kind of like a year into the sport you've kind of got a good bit decent strength you haven't done a lot of comps yet you've done like a novice comp or something i would say jump into all four of those novice comps or like do two of the novice comps and like start dipping your toe into the other ones There's, that's four comps yeah if it's your state that's perfect right like four comps all reasonably spread out i would jump into every single one of those make the most out of you Member registration, <laughs> number one. Yeah. <laughs> number two, they're relatively spaced out. They actually ascend in difficulty is the idea behind them. There's like a bit of a matrix in terms of loads. So there's lots of opportunity there to like hone your skills as a competitor or as an athlete and also get the work in. So if I was looking at, you know, you're just starting off in the the strongman world, you've done some novice competitions or you've sort of been training up for one, I would say throw yourself into the deep end for the first year have some fun with it like just have to treat it as fun yeah don't take it too seriously the outcome probably matters less than what you think in the first 12 months it matters and you'll still get stronger but it probably matters less like four comps isn't going to be a big detriment at all in fact it's probably the right amount when you're starting off in that first year to get a nice even split between training time and comp exposure yep. and like event exposure and getting a few different things in uh, but I definitely agree. If you are a competitive athlete and you've been competing or, you know, jumping between comp to comp last year, doing the middleweight series rounds or looking at qualifiers and you didn't get one, so you were sort of doing a couple, then you got yep. ASI and you've been piggybacking comps all sort of year and you're feeling a bit burnt out. Pick a competition far enough away that gives you some downtime to take a step back for a few weeks. You know what I mean? Like actually step back and be like non-specific for a few weeks, lead into some like non-specific GPP and like building phases and then get back into like a comp prep and like actually build on what you have. You'll have gotten great comp experience, strongman experience last year. Yeah. So now take all that experience, pull it back, put some work in, get stronger, get better at your craft and then start to compete again. Yeah, I think everyone needs a year where they just jump in everything yeah yeah i yeah, said that yeah. to a few people because i'm like you yeah. don't even know if you like comps yeah 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 you might like one and then you might hate the next five and mm -hmm. go you know what that's not for me yeah yeah so yeah dive into a lot see what they're about yeah, yeah. and then but then it. after that yeah be like okay do i just want to compete or do i want to get better it's like anything it's it's kind of like the better you get the less you can do right there's a lot of there's a reason that like lifetime intermediate yeah is a, is a term yeah and because people get caught being a lifetime intermediate yeah and because everybody can you can kind of do anything and then mm. hit that yeah 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 and then to get into that yep. next level you actually have to yeah take a step back do a proper off season yep. like, it's where it gets hard because yep. that way, like, that's where you can't push through sore knees for six months yes because mm. then you just get weaker and weaker 
<laughs> you just stop squatting, right? <laughs> yeah. You just stop push pressing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just go to strict press. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until comp day, you just send the push press. Yeah. Um, you just get a lot of tape. No, and yeah. And a lot of sleeves. I totally agree. I most definitely agree. That's very, very accurate. Um, I think throw yourself into it. Do as much as you can to start off with. And as you progress... I think lifetime intermediate is one of those things where like some people, even though they put the work in, they're probably always going to be a lifetime intermediate. Not like yeah. we talk about it, not everyone gets to be good. Um, that's just, that's the way that things go. Um, yeah. You know, I wanted to play NBA. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but, but you get my drift. Yeah. Um, but you're correct. Like a lot of people who could be good uh, hit that ceiling or uh, I heard a term recently for it and I can't recollect it, but it was a very good term talking about uh, your ceiling from a uh, your natural or pinnacle of non-hard work, right? Like your natural talent for something will take you so far. Yeah. Um, and that's like your ceiling. Everyone's ceiling for that natural talent where like you can do the work or the hard work still and get very, very good, but you'll kind of cap out. And then, then once that caps out, then it's that like step up. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, whether it's lifetime, intermediate or whether you, become advanced and that's where your hard work ceiling was but now it's like okay well now the actual gritty stuff happens and now you're going to pull things back and rebuild them everyone's going to have that ceiling where you know everyone works a similar sort of level but we all sort of top out at a certain point some will top yep. out better some will top out not as quite as well but then then there's a time where it's like okay now i have to push past that now i have to learn things now i have to experiment now i have to get better and then move forward so i think a yeah. lot of people that would be a beneficial thing to do this year if you did push it last year yeah i think learning that you get to a point where you're going to spend six months training a lift mm. and you still don't get a pb out of it mm. and it doesn't mean you didn't progress yeah you still got a lot better but you haven't seen it yet there's other and metrics. that's still okay yeah there's other metrics whereas Once when i started good. like i was just getting pbs mm. yeah every three months every si every program Every program I'd finish with a new PB. Yeah, you get a PB every program. It's like, oh, yeah. I want a five kilo increase or a ten kilo increase. It's yep. like, oh, I didn't, I didn't PB this time. You quickly learn that the better you get, the late, the fewer and farther the PBs become. Yeah, and then like log, I got stuck on log for a year on the same number. Yeah, and then I go for a new max, miss it. You're stuck on things for two years. I'm progressed for two or three years. I'm probably know? backwards on a few things to probably, be honest. And, and yeah, hundred percent. Like I've definitely gone backwards yeah. on a few things, but it would take time to get it back. Yeah, but this is a thing with strongman as well. You're filling so many buckets. Yeah. That's the other thing that people forget. Like, it's not just three movements that you're uh, moving forward or have to fill. You're filling a whole bunch of different buckets and a variety of movements, and they change all the time, and the modalities of those change every time. Suddenly, your capacity to hit reps goes up, but your peak strength on certain thing goes down because you haven't been training it, and then you've got to readapt to it and get the skill proficiency back and then start yep. to build it. So there's it's kind of ever weaving uh sort of interplay between the events and where your peak loads are and where other elements are but i think it's really hard to objectively see this but have you gotten better on a whole do you know what i mean yeah. are you a better strong man if you jumped into any competition are your skills better to pick up events are your uh lifts in general at a better standard before you start a peak uh do you move better across those events do you have more tricks up your sleeve with certain events yeah. you know what i mean as a as a whole 
which is much harder to objectively identify where you look at like a powerlifting or weightlifting. It's like, I got better at the skill that I have to do. Literally one squat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where it looks better. It looks worse. Yeah. A hundred percent. looks better. It looks worse. Right. Where strongman, it's just, there's so much variety and the movement and the, the modality of the movement that yep. I think you, it's, it's a little bit more subjective. Like you step back and go, cool. Like I think I'm actually better on a whole. Yeah, you can't get caught in numbers like powerlifting. No. Yeah. Like even round three, Wagga. Yeah. Did that comp. Mm-hmm. No PBs. I can't even really measure it to anything else because the events are different. Yes. So I'm like, was that better than what I could do a year ago? I'm like, it's really hard to pinpoint. Yeah. But I felt like everything was really consistent yeah. and everything was really on. Right. But then you do the competition and it's like, well, we didn't train that much. And for I it. didn't destroy myself to get there to be in that peak condition. So right. I'm like, that's the base level walk in yeah so which kind of uh sort of back on track i sort of flagged this before we started which was just arbitrary right but like if you're looking at the competitions that you're doing in the coming year you know we said 50 percent of those should be within your wheelhouse or your strength capacity or like capacity as you are right now right so if you're doing competitions you're jumping into competitions if 50 percent of those you could do any day of the week and you're just having fun and you're competitive in that group and that's fun then perfect right so like 50 percent shouldn't be stretching because you don't want 100 percent of the comps that you're doing to be ball busting stretching your limit redlining right every peak every comp every program so if you're doing a few competitions in the year 50 percent should be kind of made up of what you're capable of doing tomorrow or next yeah. week or the week after, right? Like it's not a stretch. You just got to touch up on the skills, but the strength's kind of there and you're not breaking. You're doing exactly what you did with middleweight series, right? Yeah. Which is jump into something that you know you're capable of doing. And then that tw- the next like t- 30 to 40% of those comps should be challenging, should be one or two events in there that are a push or the events are a little bit of a push or there's new skill development that has to happen. But you have to work a little bit for it, but it's you can recover from it you're enjoying the process it's not breaking you but you're feeling an adequate amount of challenge Um, and then the 10 percent, which might be the qualifiers for you which might be the uh, national level competition for you the 10 to 20 percent is the ones that like you're really reaching for you're like i'm not strong enough to do that yet but i will be yeah like i think when people are starting off they get caught in the comp weights should scare you yes when you first start so you're yeah. like oh i can't even do that but i'm going to yeah. train towards it and then hit it at comp and you kind of get caught in that mentality of the comp weight should be big yeah. and scary and it's yeah. like eventually when you get strong enough they just can't be yeah of course can't, um, can't keep i've had quite up. a few athletes where a comp's been posted in their weights and they're like oh that's not very heavy mm. i'm like a year ago you would have been shitting yourself yeah I'm like it's not that the comp's not heavy you got stronger yeah, for sure. And I'm like, that's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean that you can't do the comp. Yeah, for but sure. you're not allowed. Yeah, because yeah. you can do the weights. Yeah, you're not too good for the comp. Yeah, like world comps get posted. It's like, okay, that's that's reasonable. A do lot of I mean? them do. Like, like a lot of them are that heavy. The Paris Worlds comp, yeah. the SCL comp. Yeah. Like, I'm like, some are heavy. I'm like, that's a big weekend, or that's a yeah. big two days. That's yeah. going to be a heavy comp. But each individual event, it's like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, right now. Of course. But so can everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, it's how well you could do it. And that's what yeah. people get caught up with. You hear so often, like, oh, it's strong, man. It's not CrossFit. Like, these events are so light. It's like, well, it's strong, man. Yeah. Some events will be light. Some will be endurance-based. Some might be heavy. 
And if you're doing these comps, some should be in your warehouse. Some might push you, but it depends on what level you're going to be at. But it doesn't mean that everyone else is, everyone else can do those weights too. Yep. Who can do them the best? Who can do them the fastest? Who can find tips and tricks to s- shortcut the movement to make a little bit of, to shave a second on each yep. clean or sh- like save a second on each rep or whatever it might be, you know? Yep. Um, that's where the nitty gritty stuff comes in and that's where people probably don't understand. Like it's not about the loads entirely. Um, yeah it's about how well you can do those loads in a lighter program i i feel lighter comps more than i do heavy comps yeah well it's meant to be a sport too yeah it's not meant to just be lifting weights and lifting heavy yes it's meant to be a sport there's meant to be skill there's meant to be transitions between things there's meant to be endurance well and it's also a sport where it's not a maximal strength sport yeah it's a muscular endurance sport. It's a speed and agility sport, like that to some degree or some yep. extent. It's a max power sport. It's a bit of everything. That's yep. what strongman is. It's like across the strength modalities, across muscular endurance, maximal power, all those sort of things. Who is the strongest? Yeah, at different things. At, at a broad spectrum of yeah. things to test your overall strength, right, and diversity yeah. of strength. I find that it should be heavy or the comp's not heavy enough always funny. Yeah. Because the people that say that where they're like, oh, it's too light, that should be heavy, the log should at least be 120 kilos, like it's strong man. And I sit there thinking like, that's not heavy. Yeah. You're just weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like don't boast being like, it should be heavy because yeah, yeah. like I know what your max is and like yeah. you're going to struggle anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, You can only do three reps. Why are yeah. you saying it should be heavier? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's easy to jump in an event that's 50-50 whether you're going to get one rep or not, mm. there's no pressure. Yes. Because you're like, it's so heavy that you know that you're going to do shit. Yeah. Give somebody an event where they can do eight reps and everybody else can do eight. And you can't make a mistake. That's pressure. That's mm. hard. Mm-hmm. That's stressful. So I was saying, I, I honestly think that lighter comps are more stressful or uh, harder than heavy comps, especially like in Oz, for example. Like, yeah. I feel like if there's a heavy event, I'm sweet. Right. Yeah, like I feel like the separation's far bigger, far bigger, right? Because like I know I'm capable of doing probably twenty percent more than most, right? Yep. From a purely strength across the strongman implements thing, but you give me weights where everyone else can do them. Like there's people faster. Yep. On a certain event, there's people who might be better at a certain skill. So suddenly you got ten guys with a mix of abilities. And everyone can do the weights. Well, then there's a good chance that people are going to have slight, like whether it's maybe not on every single one of them, but you're going to have people who kind of take events here and there because they're very good at that specific skill or that, yep. that specific load. So they're much more like worrying for sure. Yeah. When I started out, like if there was a lightish comp for farmers or sled yep. or things like that, I loved it. Yeah. Because I was like, I can't do that heavy that that guy can but i can move but i can send it and just yeah. hope for the best and yeah. if i beat you yeah like you were just too slow yeah totally now i'm yeah. at the opposite end yeah where i'm like oh for, if it was heavier i know i've got them covered yeah because they'll they'll stop it too exactly how i used to look at overheads before like overhead got better was like if if i saw the event and it was an overhead medley i was like oh, i can't beat that guy with a log max log yep but I can rip through four of implements at like that eighty yeah. percent mark with very good skill and speed. Yeah, right? and that's that's what carries you over. So those lighter comps are definitely harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 50, 30 to forty, twenty to ten. Looking at your comp year and stuff like that, and sort of assessing sort of uh, where things are going for you and how that comp makeup looks like. Yeah. Um, personal goals this year to wrap things up. 
to get strong again, <laughs> just to feel strong again. Yeah. Um, no, do ASI. Yep. Have fun. See how it goes. Yep. April, middleweights. Yep. Do that. July, UK. Yep. Yeah, huge comp. Under-90s, UK. Yep. John Hack. How do you feel about that? Depends if he trains for it or not. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't train for it, because yeah. everyone's like, oh, he's going to wipe the floor. And I'm like, he's only got a 130 log. Yeah. Impressive because he's probably done it three times. Yes. But is if he, he going to put the time? Yeah, is he going to prep for yeah. it? Um, yeah, probably the most stacked 90s lineup. Amazing. Ever. Congratulations to Luke Davies putting together. It's very cool. Yeah. It's pretty much like the top 10 of OSG, mm-hmm. a couple others. Uh, couple of 105s cutting down. I yep. think one of the Tylers, I can't remember his last name, he came fourth at Clash. Yep. Cutting down from 105. Um, Matt McKeegan cutting down from 105. Yep. Ben Dolan going up from 80s, who won OSG at 80s. Yeah, cool. And then a few other UK guys yep. that are, Luke was just like, oh, they're strong as fuck. They just, no one knows them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, John Hack and yep. whoever else. So I think. Super cool. Yeah, numbers wise. And names-wise, I'm like, cool, I'm the least known, yeah. don't exist yeah, yeah, yeah. in the that underdog. list ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the American guys was, like, doing a podcast on it, and he's like, I'm going to get everybody individually on for, like, interviews. Contacted all the guys. If I haven't contacted them yet, I probably will. And I'm like, hasn't contacted me. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. Like, I yeah, like yeah, that. Like, yeah. no one fucking knows yeah. who I am. Yeah. My lifts are good, and if they yeah. look at them, like, they're in the mix and I can beat some of those people on yeah. certain events, but they're not outrageously high. I feel high. like it's almost like a benefit in Australia because we're this little convict island that no one gives a yep. fuck about. Um, and, it, and it gets forgotten a little bit. Yep. Like, uh, when I went to OSG, like no one knew me. Like There was like yep. three people who, the only reason why anyone knew my name was because three weeks beforehand I pulled that 380 at Big Strongest. Yep. And it was like, oh, you're that guy that pulled 380 raw. No one else. Yeah. And came third amongst like 35 guys. Yeah. Right? Like no one knows you. And it wasn't till like I spent that year competing at each sort of thing. Yeah. That like you start to get a little bit of like cred. They probably just overseas. think you're Ukrainian or something. Yeah. Anyway, they probably <laughs> yeah, think you're from Czech. Long enough over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the flag. Um, yeah. I think it's almost like a little bit of an advantage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one's taking notice sort of thing sometimes. Yeah. SEL in Finland was like that. Mm. Yeah. Like everybody knew everybody because they were yep. all from the top countries. Yeah. And then walk off and someone's like, who won that event? And someone's like, oh, the Australian. And they're like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like, hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. I did good. <laughs> I'm on probation. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much it for me. What about yeah. you? Uh, what are yours? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nah. <laughs> Get strong again too. Uh, took ASI off after middleweight series so not doing ASI I'm excited about that mostly because like I think that the competition is going to be really fun to watch without me in there um Like those Just guys, pat, are, pat yourself on the those back. Are, those guys are so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably a poor thing to say. We edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, without internationals and stuff like that for ASI, like I didn't see there was a heap of benefit to compete in it. Yep. Versus the time now to be able to put in some actual work and like pull things back and do some technique work and stuff like that as well and just sort of like recomp a little bit. So just been working on my food choices. I uh, start to put some weight back on. Yep. Uh, and start to build up 
towards April and then probably hoping that something comes along the lines where you're in the UK so we can sort of go over. Uh, because if it's October, November, I'm a little bit fucked. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that there's an opportunity to compete. Organisers, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, sometime it's in holding out for Paris. Yeah, well, so uh, Paris if is potentially October. Uh, whether that's Worlds or not, I don't think Bruno knows. So, uh, Or whether they'll have Worlds at a d- different Ultimate Strongman comp. Yeah. Because uh, Paris is booked in for October, then OSG is November, and I'm getting married at the start of November. So, in saying that, a few of the '90s guys mentioned that, like uh, Ultimate Worlds, like the Paris one that was mm. last year, that's on their list of stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think, so and, that, and they're from America as yeah, well. So yeah. I think so they're hoping they're the same thing. Yeah. So hopefully you can kind of sway stuff, or even like bring it to the UK or something like that, which would be cool, or Ireland, yep. or I don't know, it'd be cool to go somewhere cool. Um, but yeah, and hopefully get some comps over there while we're there. Like I'd love to do some comps over in uh, UK or around those that are mm. easy to get to while we're there, and go over a few weeks. Uh, but would you get heavy enough to try to qualify for ASM? Go back and do ASM again? Yeah, potentially. For next twenty twenty four? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I mean, I'm really focused on I wanna compete at Worlds and be competitive in the one oh fives. That's why like the heavyweight thing doesn't interest me as much. Yep. But I think that like if I could if I was like one twelve, one thirteen, I'd probably send some heavyweight comps. And just try to get back to like a strength where I'm beating those guys. Yep. Um, but I just like to get strong. I just like to focus on training and food and just enjoy the process again. Yep. Not again. I always enjoy the process. Like I enjoy training. Um, but there's a lot of things that I would like to, I would like everything to get better again to where it was. Just have a consistent six yeah, months. Yeah. <laughs> with food and training where something doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I don't do stupid shit. Yeah. Or lose weight. Lose weight, go travel. What are you now? 104 point 104.3. 104.1 this morning. So. Yep. Yeah. So I've got some weight to put on. Probably 10 kilos. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. <We're> fine. <laughs> yeah. Just stay away from vans <laughs> and travel and whatever else. Yeah. Just actually yeah. train and Yeah. Eat. I don't think that like, I don't think that this year there's probably a lot. Besides the wedding and stuff like that, there's probably not a lot in the first half of the year that's probably detracting from training, which is why I'm committing a lot harder to it. Yeah. Um, because I do see that, okay, I have actually... That's why I didn't do it, because this is the first time in a long time that I feel like I've got actually... Time. Nothing but time to train and eat and get better. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think this year will be like that for a lot of people. Yeah. People just have six months or something and just train. Yeah. 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 Have bigger goals, long-term goals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the big goals is to win overseas. Yeah, again, so that's number one for both of us. Yep, that's it. We're rambling now. Sorry Ooh, if you had got. to persevere <laughs> through that podcast. <laughs> Have a lovely uh, week and fortnight. We'll see you at Clash or ASI on the weekend. Come say hey. Uh, we love to meet you guys if we haven't already. Um, Sick. Yeah. Have a great time. Go compete. Bring them help. <laughs> <laughs>